Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And you're listening to The Miss Fisher Files. Welcome back. Today we are talking Season 2, Episode 7, Death at the Wheel. Isn't it Blood at the Wheel? Oh, is it? Yes, it's Blood at the Wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fail. What a blood death. Right out of the gate. Same diff. Okay, sorry. Blood at the Wheel. Speaking of right out of the gate, I knew the music within the first bar because (laughs) it is one of my favorites. That is the original 1931 recording of Cab Calloway and his kick-ass Minnie the Moocher. I cannot stop singing it after I listen to it. I mean, yeah, within the first few seconds of the show. But the one, the song that comes into my head is the Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. That's the same song. That's the song. It's the same one? Yep. Oh, I thought they were, oh, okay. Yeah, I knew this one was Minnie the Moocher. But But you're probably thinking of a more, the heat, Cab Calloway recorded about a million versions of that song. And the, mm. There's a later one that everybody seems to know, okay. but I think the early one is the most edgy and it's least so flashy. I think, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's perfect. Um, this is another episode where the subject matter is not really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not that into. I'm not at all into racing. Really, this surprises me. I'm kidding. Oh, shocker! <laughs> but. I think there's it, it makes for some really great design. And of course it's very, very twenties. I mean, auto racing has been around since as long as there have been automobiles, but the twenties were really big for that because they there were a lot of innovations in automobile design and engine design and everything else. And motorsport in Australia started in the twenties. The first um Australian Grand Prix was in nineteen twenty eight. Hmm. So it's very uh timely. For, for this era. And actually, it was the auto racers who originally were the original boosters and backers that led to the American highway system. Because huh. um, back when autom- automobiles were d- first developed, there really weren't any roads per se. It was all, it wasn't even gravel. It was all dirt goat tracks. And especially in the Midwest, it was a terrible problem in the spring when, when the snow oh. would melt. People couldn't get... <sighs> People couldn't get anywhere because right. there really weren't any roads and it was all mud. And the people who really first lobbied and laid down the first cash for road systems were the racers because they wanted better. Um, they're the ones who developed things like um, tarmac for better pavement for their cars. Hmm. And they wanted to be able to drive fast on roads. So I think it's really fascinating that we actually owe a lot of our history to these auto racers, even though it's seen as this like wasteful, frivolous, and it is incredibly wasteful, especially now, like NASCAR and all that, like how they'll go through tires in like a lap or they'll, the amount of fuel they must burn. Right. But they do have a pretty long history. And I think it's an interesting. That is. Yeah. Another uh, big menswear episode actually and a lot of women wearing menswear oh my god there's like so (laughs) many sweater wearing lesbians in this show it's so good (laughs) there really are oh man i love it most of my notes are costume related yeah 
Or very quotable, I think, this episode as well. There are quite a few good quotes in here. So this is the auto racing episode. Um, this is also episode we find out Jack's affection for Phryne. Because mm. right off the bat, he thinks that she has died in an automobile crash. That scene is so good. You know, Jack has those micro expressions oh. that we've talked about. And his he is obviously sad he braces himself. He takes off his hat. I know. He's, we've never seen him doff his hat for a victim uh, before now. Nope. And Hugh is like, what are you doing? I know. Poor Hugh. He has no clue. Yeah, just when he, when Jack does gets he out ever, of the car. Does Hugh ever know what the hell is going on? <laughs> Once in a while. But yeah. not very often. Yeah. Certainly not now. Yeah, the mannerisms that happen in this scene with Jack are just incredible. Yeah. Because... There are a lot of tells, even though they are they are very subtle. He's always subtle, which He's is what so I love. Subtle. But, but it's yeah. so sad. Like it's actually this grief. Yeah, oh, it's really. I think the first or second time I watched this, I actually teared up a little bit he, because of his. He is not the same. He's never the same. The rest of this episode. Nope. Yeah. He's um. And it's bookended. I mean, this 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 episode is bookended by these scenes where Jack is confronting this grief. It's not even real. I mean, this didn't happen, but mm-hmm. he, where he tears up at the end, like I'm sitting there tearing up because he's oh tearing gosh. up. Like, yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. The yeah. acting in this, and especially that scene, I just think is amazing. The one yeah. at the end, but yeah, his, ugh. and it takes Friday forever to figure out that she can't be flippant. I, yeah. This time. Most of the entire, I would say almost the entire episode, she is just totally failing. Mm-hmm. Like she's using her same sort of perky. She's like, can we be friends again? Yeah. And he's sort of like, a blase no. tone. Yeah. And it misfires every yeah. time. And it's yeah. fascinating to watch it. Yeah. Because rare, she rarely reads the situation wrong. Yeah. And she, she does over and over again she's on this one. incredibly off kilter in this episode. And it, yeah. And I think it also, it's interesting because I think it's indicative Usually in a fictional situation, like a book, a TV show, a movie, generally it's the woman who falls first. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like really caring about somebody, but it's the opposite here. Like Phryne, Phryne has not confronted her feelings. She still is the, you can't ask me to change. I, I'm not going to commit to anybody, blah, blah, blah. But this is when Jack figures it out and he's the first to get there that this isn't just flirting Mm-hmm. For him, right? These I and mean, she's she's already told him she knows his heart runs as deep as the Pacific Ocean. There's something a lot deeper here, and he gets there way before she does. And that I don't know. I know I'm jumping way ahead, but at the end when she says, you know, I can't. I am who I am, and I can't give that up. And he says, you know, I'm not asking you to give it up. I would never ask you to do that. That's, I'm just like, oh, I know. Like, That's when she finally gets it. She finally gets it then. It takes her that long. And it's a really, I mean, her saying that is very defensive in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. She's That's really her, defensive. Like her And she's misread reaction. him if she mm-hmm. thinks, if she thinks that she, that he would ask her to give that up. Well, I mean, it was pretty typical. Like women had to quit their jobs, you know? Yeah, it's so true. Well, everything. this comes up later with Dot. Yeah. Dot and Hugh. So the expectation that, you know, he might, like, if they did go To be into fair, a- all he's really asking her to do is to not drive, like, a bat out of hell, <laughs> which I can get on board with that. 
Yes. But yeah, I mean, it, it goes a little deeper than that. The yeah. symbolism is, you and know. And he doesn't articulate it well until the end. I mean, he's just furious with her. Yeah. So, okay. That scene at the start when he comes to investigate the crash thinking it's her. And then he says, who is this? And she pops out from behind the bush to announce, Gertie Haynes. I really, it's so, it so irritates me because she clearly would have seen. La, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> like she just, no, she's been there the whole time, yeah. says Hugh, you know. Um, and so the idea that she didn't witness this incredibly like uncomfortable moment where Jack is taking off his hat and thinking it's her. I guess I would have thought maybe she misread that, that he, that mm. maybe she thinks he knew the victim in some other capacity or. It's one of those frustrating moments where my disbelief has to, mm. uh, what am I trying to say? Hang from a meat hook. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the show doesn't do, well, okay. With the, mis- with the mysteries and the murders, yes. There's a yeah. lot of disbelief. I remember Franny is a superhero. Yeah. She, she probably is. flew in there that. with her cape flying. I, I and- firmly believe in her her powers yeah but um but yeah this one you're just like but she was right there she would have seen it it bugs me a little bit and then she announces Gertie Haynes and it's pretty clear that he's like having a moment yeah yeah and um and she does not pick up on that so yeah I mean that starts off like she's on the wrong foot the entire episode pretty much yeah so okay and the murder I still don't quite ha- understand. This, this one, I okay, I don't get it in the sense that it still doesn't really make sense. It's not logical. I still but don't I quite, get what happened. Yeah, I, I do. But how did the murderer get there? Does she follow behind? Is she the yeah. one in the car that follows She's behind? Ca- yeah. So we have Millie, the daughter, right, um, who takes off like the wing nut or something. Wheel nut. Yeah. Wheel nut. Um, thinking that Gertie will see that and. Be freaked out and not drive. Yeah, that who's going to see clear. that in the dark, right? So that was after <laughs> a few drinks. That was poorly planned, Millie. Sorry, and I mean that's really sad because then it kind of leads to her death, and it's really sad. But then, as she's driving, she's followed by this car, and so the whole episode is spent like who figuring out who, who is, is driving that, that car. car, and they figure out whose car it is. But then it turns out to be Elsa, which is so odd because it, they made it seem like Elsa did this in a fit of passion of anger over the birth certificate and trying to stop her and everything but following behind her in the car waiting till she's been into a car accident and then strangling her that's premeditated totally that is cold yeah and that's odd and also like i kind of wish that and it was a bad enough accident that yeah, she could have been she may have already been could dead. have died so I, I feel like we needed a sign like she needed to flicker her eyelids or something do something to let us know she's still alive and the person who is there realizes yeah. she's still alive because otherwise strangling her was just it was overkill Gilding <laughs> the lily yeah um yeah. yeah it just didn't make sense and then to think that they were close friends like I, it just did not make sense i also maybe i read this wrong but I also got the sense that they were in a relationship. I thought so too. And like they had maybe previously been in a relationship. And so Gertie seeing all these guys was really upsetting to Elsa. Yeah. That, yeah, that was how I took it. And they basically had a child together, basically. Yeah. You know. Who Elsa raised. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was the subtext that I got. I got that too. Maybe that's too modern. I don't know, but, but it's this club full of. It's man women. dressing women like yeah. kissing each other over the pool table, like. Sh- <laughs> but, like, 
there's too much of that subtext for me to not read it that way. Right. Yeah. I agree. So I don't know. I wish that, um, so then, then it feels like, okay, maybe she did murder her out of a jealous thing, Mm. but yeah, that muddies it a little bit too. It's not just about the daughter. Yeah. But I, but I don't believe that they had a fight and she's all mad. And then, oh, so I went and then hung out outside the club for several hours to follow behind her watched her get into this coincidental car wreck, which I didn't even know about because I wouldn't have known of unless she saw her daughter loosen the wheel nut. It's just, think, it just, it just doesn't fit together for no, me. No, it, it doesn't. Whatever. Who cares? We're here for the costumes and the eye sex anyway. And Gertie's costume is amazing. That gorgeous, like blood red. Yeah. I don't know if it's satin or yeah. it has silk charmeuse like, maybe. Yeah. Cause it's got a bias stretch. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the matching scarf. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's a good dress to die in. If you got to die. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> quotable. It's a good dress to die in. <laughs> I wrote down ladies car club, big old room full of lesbians. <laughs> um, that scene over the pool table and Mac, I just, Mac is so over the top in this. I love it. I, it just reminds me of like that, what that might've been like at that time, these nudge, nudge, wink, wink clubs of women and women enjoying each other's company and other stuff, maybe happening, maybe not. And who cares? Because, Mm-hmm. You know, when women get together, it's different than when men get together. I don't know. It has this mystique about it that I just love. Like, yeah. I so wanted to be part of that club and be in that room. And I want to flirt with Mac, too. And all. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's so great. And speaking of flirting, when we see Mac again, and for, I, I, from now on, I've, I've done it for this episode, and I'm going to do it forever. Mac goes under the menswear category. And all of the ladies in that club are all under the menswear category here. But um, <laughs> that scene where we where Matt comes back to do the post-mortem coroner thing. Um, and first of all, she's wearing that plaid blazer with that polka dot rust-colored ascot. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That scene where she's looking over the body with Phryne, she's positively flirting with Franny and Franny is positively flirting right back at her. And I love that scene. They are both, she's like, did I pass the test? I mean, I just, that's true. I love that. There is total flirtation. It's total flirtation. And I love that. I was eating it up. I love it. I, and Franny was like, I'm not, this is fun. I'm not threatened by this. It's great. (laughs) It's a really fun scene. Yeah. I guess I read it as just two old friends who, can poke fun at each other and like just the friendly goading, but you're right. It's very flirtatious. Yeah. Yeah. It is a fun scene. Mac, Mac is sillier than we normally see mm-hmm. her. The line when they, when Franny is breaking into the morgue is one of my favorites. Um, Mac says the fact that you are using that meaning the lock pick. Right. And not a key suggests to me that this is not as official as you led me to believe. Yeah. Friday says the late hour didn't tip you off. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. So good. I know. But I... Mac goes with her. Like that's, I mean, of course. Yeah, she still totally breaks the law yeah. and does this. And, yeah. uh, but, and, and then the two women figure out the thing that the male coroner didn't. Well, of course. Is right. this the same coroner in the Egyptian episode who like Dr. Johnson? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to have a woman yeah, in here. Right. I mean, 
I, think, I love that I bit assume. where he's like, well, she's, he's not his sharpest before his morning tipple, but you didn't hear that from me or, or I'm not one to I'm gossip. I'm not one to gossip. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 No, I think it is still Dr. <laughs> Dr. Johnson until Mac takes over. Spoiler. Mac Spoiler takes alert. over. Yeah. Then we don't have to, you know, break into the morgue anymore. Oh God. I forgot. That's some batshit stuff that, when that all goes down. Which part? Am I, I'm thinking of, it's the next episode, the madness, one of the mad or whatever. Yes. There's some crazy crap the that goes down. Of, yeah. It, yeah. Okay. I really do like that episode. I'm yeah. excited to talk about it. Um, okay. My, I think basically one costume note There's is. There's not a lot of ladies costumes in this. But, but the coat, the coat that Franny wears. The dotted coat, the spot oh, with the collar up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't. I can't even tell you how much I love this coat. Like, it makes me drool. Drool comes out of my mouth this entire episode over that coat. And she wears it almost the entire episode. And then when she does change her outfit into another polka-dotted thing, she wears that large gray and white polka-dotted number that I really love. Like the... I think it's a chiffon blouse. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Under the duster. Yeah. Yeah. The linen jacket, the car coat. Ugh. But this, this coat, I... I can't, I can't even and express. that lining under the collar oh. when, she, when it's flipped up. It's, it's, so the first time I saw it, there's a, a sheen and a, like almost. It's the, like sateen. So yeah. And I, at first I thought, because it almost looks transparent a little bit. I mm. thought it was like chiffon laid over the beige lining. Interesting. But it's not. It's, it's something woven like maybe sateen, uh, yeah. it's got a texture, not denim, but kind of like Brushed that. Brushed like, cotton kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really interesting texture. Um, but oh my gosh, that coat. Yeah. And there's this one part where she's in one of those tents at the car thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the car thing. Um, car thing, And yeah. the tent is white and yellow yeah. stripes. Oh, that shot with her and Jack with the stripes behind them. Yes. Oh. Yes, Ugh. the coat and the stripes, over that and one. it is all the things I love. It is so, so good. So yeah. even though there are not that many costume changes, it is made up for no, by the fact that she wears this amazing coat. Yeah. And then, of course, she wears it. that clouded leopard coat, too, that kind of oh, white. Oh, yeah, the yeah. wrap. Oh, my gosh. That like, is amazing. You know, usually I don't I don't object to fur, but uh, that one I was like, I hope that's not real clouded leopard, because there aren't very many of those left. <laughs> There were more in that time. But True. Still, but the, still that's why enough. there aren't very many <laughs> right. left. Right. <laughs> it is beautiful. But yeah, I also am like, yeah. I'm not sure I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, I love when, when Dot is Valentina Radiolova, <laughs> Dina Olova or whatever it is. That little Im- Russian embroidered collar that yes. they plonked onto her <laughs> racing like coat. On, it's like, how like, do we make her look Russian? And- I know. <laughs> I have some trim. Exactly. Mr. Butler can whip up a collar. Oh, it's a nice collar, but yeah, it's really funny. It's just totally tacked on, like yeah. stamped. Okay, Russian. Yeah. <laughs> dot. Yeah. Um, Russian dot, right. There's also, there's, like there's little, Barbie. like, there's these little details, like, um, with that clouded leopard business, Franny's also wearing a white cloche hat with this beautiful, like, <laughs> Yes. They're like oak leaf clusters stuck onto white laurel leaves. Yeah. Which is really huge and gaudy, but it totally works. It's and gorgeous. because of all that white. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you there. can get away with that much it's like sort plain of gold, white. Yeah. ambery. Yeah. It's like a and cluster sparkle. of bling, yeah. like encrusted. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then um, later when we see, we see her and um, 
at home and she's wearing that huge, huge paste jewel necklace, <laughs> that like green monster. It takes her over neck. her entire neck. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, she's wearing like an opal mine or something, not opal, <laughs> but she's wearing a mine on her chest. Half the contents of a mine. Yeah. Seriously. It, yeah. Yeah. And I love her racing goggles that they're yellow. Oh, I hadn't even noticed that. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Nice. They're ra- like, um, what's her name? Millie. Millie's goggles are like clear and kind of oval. Mm-hmm. And, but Friday's got these perfectly round yellow <sighs> ones that are. Oh yeah. Okay. So great. I'm calling that up now in my head. Yeah. I can see it. She wears towards the end of the episode when on race day mm. and she comes sauntering into Jack's office um, in that red like skirt suit. Yes. With the red velvet cloche. Oh my gosh. The cloche. Yeah. Like every, basically every part of this outfit, I go crazy over. You know, and usually I don't like that kind of brushwork look that you see on print fabric. What, that plaid that she's plaid? wearing. If it's, you look closely at it, it's the plaid is kind of sketched in like yeah. it's brushwork. And normally that feels very 1980s to me, but it works. Yeah, it, works. it does. Yeah. It's, I think it's a nice pattern and I, I agree. Normally that's not my thing, but it works in this case. Yeah. Um, the cloche is one of my favorites. It's got those interlocking circles that kind of, I think we talked about it once and we called it Pac-Man or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it's sort of it's like. It's a very rich feeling. It's like sumptuous. Yeah, yeah. It's very over the top art deco wise. Like totally. very art deco and I love it. And then the giant fur collar on oh, yeah. the coat. Like that wolf so, fur kind of. It, it's beautiful. Yeah. But, okay. And then her adorable red T-strap shoes. Of course. Okay. But the belt buckle. Did you notice the belt buckle? I did, but I didn't write it down. I just kind of like, oh, nice. Was it square? It was square, right? It's it's a circle. Oh. And it has the sphinx on it. What? Yes. How did I miss that? We haven't really seen any of that since, you know, right. season one. And so it was really fun to see this little element. That I guess it cool. could have been like a pharaoh's head. It was that same, you know, the, yeah, like, yeah. the head dress. I believe sphinx. I think her. it was a sphinx. And, and I, I want to see that could, again. Yeah. You should check it out because... I, it came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah. oh my God, that's a Sphinx. So yeah, I was very excited about wow, that. that Made me great. love that outfit even more. Well, and in the very last scene, and she's wearing that gold jacket. We mm-hmm. have that scene with Jack at the end. There's this big tassel in the back between her shoulder blades <laughs> that's kind of weighing down. The, it has this beautiful drape to oh, it. Oh, yeah. I did not notice yeah. that. And you see it when she she... She has her back to the camera for a moment. Right. She's, she's going to get him a drink or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. I got to rewatch Great that now. Great details. A terrible tassel. Hor- horrible. Tassel horrible. Les pasmenterolis horribles. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of men's wearing this. Um, there's, and of course I'm, I'm putting, I'm sticking the ladies under here. Like all of those sweater vests on those ladies at the mm-hmm. Adventurers Club. Like there's so many women in sweater vests and trousers in there. there. Um, but also Mr. Pepper is quite the natty dresser. Um, he, when we first see him, we're, he, he wears this beautiful striped pinstripe suit with a striped red tie. Mm. That's really lovely. And then, um, later he's got a maroon scarf on. And then even later when he, and he is so skeezy. Yeah. Calling her my girl Ugh, all the time. I Ugh. hate that. Yeah, he does hate it the that. whole time. But when he's at Franny's house, he's in black tie tux and he's got the white 
classic scarf with that. And yes. It fits him like a glove. It is amazing. Looks good. That bastard. I know. Yeah. Yeah, he's a total asshole. Yeah. I yeah. called him Sergeant Pepper. That's I funny. I just couldn't remember his first name. It's Lachlan. But yeah, yeah the whole episode, I'm like, yeah. Sergeant Pepper over there. And then we have... um uh, Gertie, Gertie Haynes's brother, whose first name I didn't catch. I cannot. Yes, I do not know. He's got some interesting outfits as well because he, um, when we first meet him, he's wearing this Tattersall shirt, except the Tatters- Tattersall is a linear plaid. It's done by very simple hmm. lines, and the vertical lines are a different color than the horizontal lines. Hmm. Usually it's blue and red. Okay. Um, sometimes it's two different colors of blue or blue and black. His, I think, are blue and red, like navy and red. But usually the check on a Tattersall plaid is like maybe a half an inch. It's very small. This thing is huge. It's like a one-inch plaid. Like this, So he's wearing this like massive Tattersall shirt. And then he's got this beautiful twill camel hair jacket over Sweet. that. And I feel like we've seen that coat before. Like they used it on a different character right because it's so distinctive i feel like i've seen it huh before and it can't be cheap to have a camel hair twill <laughs> yeah and then later we see him and he's wearing um a matching you know he's got this i don't know how they keep these white jumpsuits so damn clean yeah because there's got to be a lot of dust and mud everywhere but um under that he's wearing that tattersall shirt again and he's got a matching camel hair driving cap that is hmm. beautiful. Oh yeah, okay. And all the driving the cap. caps in this are pristine too. Like <laughs> my husband wears driving caps like all the time and he has like I don't know, he must have seven or eight of them going at any one time. And they are like, they get pretty ratty because he wears them all the time. And these guys would have worn their driving caps all the time. Right. But all of these racing dudes, they are all in these like pristine driving caps. And I'm thinking like, who is keeping these boys in new driving caps? At the mechanic shop too. All of the like, what do you call those? Clean jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah. Coveralls. Coveralls. Yes. The coveralls are all quite clean. A little too clean. Suspicious. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, man, there's some good quotes in this. Some really good quotes in this. They're like, I love the exchange with Hugh. First, Hugh and Millie, where Hugh's like, oh, they have to look at all the underneath bits. <laughs> oh, you mean the gearbox and the blah, blah, blah. And, the, and then when he's with Dot. And Dot says, well, mostly I just, you know, I, I get uneasy. And he says, well, of course, it's complicated. It's not like your sewing machine. And she just turns to him and she's like, I'd like to see you try to handle my sewing machine, Hugh. She says, it's Hugh Collins. Hugh Collins. I love that. She reprises that line later when she is looking out of place in this car. And he says, well, I can tell you've never been behind the wheel. And she's like, all you have to do is the, you know, blah, 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 hit the choke and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she goes, my sewing machine's harder than that. That's so good. It is good. It's tr- sewing machines are complicated. Yes, they are. Have you ever threaded a sewing machine? Uh, just yesterday. Oh, it my was God. incredibly frustrating. Oh, my and God. And I had a four-year-old watching me do it oh. saying, now is it done? Now is it done? Now is it done? Even worse yeah. than threading a sewing machine is threading a serger. Have you ever threaded oh, a serger? Oh, yes. I, there's uh, four needles. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have a serger sitting in a box because of the threading because yeah. I don't want to do it. 
Um, yeah, I love that they bring up the sewing machine because they are complicated. Yeah. They, that is a complex bit of machinery and things go wrong very quickly. Oh, but it's a ladies thing. So right, it must exactly. be, and ladies are dumber than a box of rocks. So it must be simple. It must be simple. And that whole thing like, oh, women get distracted by the latest fluttering oh of floaty blah. So it's Sergeant in- Pepper. I, there's so many moments where I just want to, I just want to hit him. Which part of our biology gets in the way? (laughs) I love that. It's your vagina. (laughs) Biologically, if anything was going to get in the way, it would be what men possess. Yes. Not what women possess. So I just love that. So just all these sassy women handing it right back to the dudes, mm -hmm. like, like Millie and her, like, here, let me show you how to fix a car. And... You know, don't, and at the end when she says to who turns out to Sergeant Pepper, who turns out to be her father, like, don't expect you're going to get a discount on repairs. I love that line. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I've, uh, I just wrote down so many of these things. Oh, and this is neither here nor there, but our little Mr. Butler appreciation moment when he's sitting in the kitchen, again, doing cheerfully underhanded things like forging a driver's license. Right. And he says, is your friend from the communist party sure this is a Russian driver's license? And Bert says, it's either that or a fishing permit. (laughs) (laughs) So good. It's so good. That was a nice little moment. Frequently I am reminded of Firefly for very weird, Hmm. but there's another link where, um, so I don't, I know you haven't seen the show. Is that I've right? I've seen 20 minutes of it now. Okay. <laughs> Making some progress. Okay. <laughs> well, then you know that the, the party on this spaceship, they are smugglers. That's mm-hmm. what they do. And, um, there's a scene somewhere and I can't remember where it's been a while, but, um, somebody comes in and says, Oh, what are we doing today? And, one of the, the female mechanic turns and says, oh, crime. <laughs> <laughs> and that just reminds me of Mr. Butler. Like, what would you have me do? Oh, crime. Okay. With a gleeful look yeah. on his face. That's would you great. like me to organize your Uzis for you again? Like I did that one time. <laughs> yeah. His cheerful disposition is, is really fun. It's so good. The- Later, we're having a bake sale for the church. Like it's, <laughs> After it's, we get all the guns cleaned. It's so good. <laughs> so good. I do really want a Mr. Butler in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? I know. Be great. Do a little light crime for you. Mm-hmm. Hand you Turkish delight as you walk in the stairs. Appear, anticipate your alcoholic needs. That's, wow. That Everybody needs really a man good. like that in their lives. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, there's also, this is random as well. Um, so usually I cover my notes with drawings, but there's just two today. One is the little 50 from the side of the car. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, the other is there's this great shot when Sergeant Pepper is analyzing the handwriting that matches his handwriting on the note to Gertie. And the shot is he's leaning over that little blue side table lamp with the tasseled lampshade. Okay. It's like a little egg shape. It's like a little blue egg. Yes. With the fringe. Yeah. That shot was so beautiful. Like this very stark kind of hulking man in a tux (gasps) with a very like chiaroscuro background, like dark background, like a, it was like a Caravaggio painting. And he's like leaning over this bright little feminine frilly egg shaped lamp to look, it's such a beautiful shot. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really like, oh, what a great <laughs> shot. Oh. The uh, the scene where he, Sergeant Pepper and Franny are talking and he says, you women are all the same. I love her response so well, much. Like, I, I think you'll find we're not. I'm quite sure we oh, aren't. Quite sure it's we... just so simple and said with this like kind of shocked disdain, like, I can't believe you would ever even think that because it's so clearly untrue. Well, and I tell you, this is often my, what most of my beeves <laughs> with dudes, like the men's rights guys or, you know, pickup artists or all those assholes out there, like the, the new breeds of chauvinist assholes. That's mostly what it boils down to is they think women are interchangeable. They think we're mm-hmm. all the same. They still think we're all the same that, um, or, you know, like that toxic crap you hear, like young women hear from their boyfriends with the, well, you're not like other girls or, you know, you're the only one I've ever dated who's not a psycho or right. it's, like, it's like, I think all women are the same. Oh, but not you. But not you. Until the day you step out of line and uh-huh. then I can lump you in with all these other women. And then that just proves my point that all women are the same. I mean, that's so toxic and awful and mm-hmm. it makes me so furious. And I have been fed that line in my life in the past and I'm not thankfully not by the person I'm with now right but I have heard that line in my life and I have swallowed that line because we are so used to hearing that Ugh. and well it's it's issued as a compliment right like, and you're then, not and like then, other girls and then this horrible psychology of it of like yeah let's try to prove that we're not all the same that we're not like the rest of right. the women right how to saying like f you right women aren't all the same it's an impossible challenge you're gonna fail at it because yeah the person already and has decided woe betide us if we ever dare to say all men are the same right. oh my god no we can't say that but all <laughs> women are interchangeable yep yeah. Well, we're just objects. That is my pretty. that is my special pet peeve that makes me not even a pet peeve. That is no, the thing that makes me hit yeah, the roof instantly. Right. Yeah. That goes beyond peeves. Yeah. Beeves even. Beeves and peeves. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved I just try to throw in beeves in as yeah. often as I can into sentences. I did it's it a, yesterday it's a too. Show. I, it happens a lot. I find I you'd be surprised how many ways you can work that in. <laughs> Also, the fact that beeves also means cows, if you're old-fashioned. Look, a field full of beeves. <laughs> okay, this is so petty. The way they say carburetor. Carburetor. What, like, <laughs> what? Carburetor. Carburetor. It's so bizarre to me. I know. Yeah, that was just a I know, it's jarring. Thing. It is. It's like, oh, it's like aluminum. Oh, yes. Aluminum. Schedule. Yeah. Later, my husband says schedule, but in the third season, we have have an aluminium carburetor in your car, (laughs) in your automobile. (laughs) They, they, then they bring in the word escapee. What escapee? I'm escapee. See, that flew right past me because I didn't know. I I thought that was some term I wasn't familiar with. (laughs) Sorry, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves because that's season three. Is that Paula Abdul? No, it's Janet Jackson. Oh, right. I get them them mixed up. Okay, okay. First of all, random thing. When Bert drives Dot to the race, um, and Bert gives her this psychotic look and says, You nervous? (laughs) And then starts cackling like a maniac. (laughs) So good. So we I'm find out that Friday's that. not the only insane driver. I'm going to do that from yeah. now on. You're yeah, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then the other bit when Franny is stalling and she's oh yes, she's keeping Jack from getting to the so she's trying to let what's her name escape Elsa yeah be an uh, escapee and and she's talking through the door and then that split screen thing Mm -hmm. happens and then you know it's all very cute and quaint and everything when she finally opens the door for Jack and that look he's giving her I love that I I love that look I called it the demon look I love Jack's doom look is what (laughs) doom look doom look (laughs) it's so good the way they oh. shot that is so funny. And yeah. Franny's using her lying voice. And she's, she's always very high. Well, uh, uh, yes. Yes. No. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love of it. Of course. You open the door. <laughs> now, that Franny. Is so... He actually calls her Franny. Yes, he does. Twice. It doesn't happen often. No, it's like when he really needs to get her attention, I think. It, yeah. That is such a funny scene. Oh. And it's really well played that with both look of them. He gives her yeah, that would just curdle when milk. the door opens yeah. and you get those eyes just glaring. Yeah. It's so perfect. <laughs> that would be incredibly maddening. He can he can look and from certain angles he can look a little jolly sometimes because it's just the his mouth, the way his mouth is, and he really does. He looks he looks like the disapproving principle at that point like it's just <laughs> yeah oh, it's she's good. definitely in trouble yeah um they seem kind of friendly like even though they've had that little you know tiff yeah yeah that at that moment in the in the it's show a little bit of the old Franny and jack mm-hmm. and when she's only in his he's office. more exasperated this time because she's being more of an active hindrance this time and not yeah after this little episode it gets real bad but yeah but then when yeah when she stops by his office and steals his toast there's I like love the friendly toast scene. I, I wrote that down. Well, you yeah. made me late. <laughs> she even she even stole the piece that had he'd half eaten. What is on that toast? Is can't it be, can't be mm, peanut butter? Marmite. Marmite's really dark. Okay. Please tell Honey? me you've seen the Jimmy Fallon clip where Hugh Jackman instructs him on proper Vegemite uh, on toast no, I application. Have not. Oh, it's good. Okay. He says, you got to get the thin layer. And he's like <laughs> scraping it on there. And he's like, now you have to be careful because if you invite me over for Marmite, I'm just going to stay forever. I'll just kip on your couch and you'll never get rid of me. And then it, if you watch the next episode, he gives the monologue and then he looks over at his desk and Hugh Jackman is sleeping on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll get out of here, Mike. <laughs> like, it's so good. That's really funny. It's so good. Uh, no, so that is not Marmite. I don't... Actually, Marmite's Brit, British. Vegemite. Right, Vegemite. Okay, I, yes. I don't think that's Vegemite either. Okay. Um, it's dark. It's, I don't know. It's, it's none of the mites. I wouldn't say peanut butter either, because they don't really do peanut butter. Is it honey? My guess would be honey, yeah. Ooh, yeah. But it seems it's a little so opaque for... I don't know. I don't know what that is. Who yeah. cares what the gloopy substance on Jack's toast is, but <laughs> I'd steal his toast. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, me too. <sighs> he barely reacts. He just barely even reacts. Yeah. He, like, she doesn't get a right. He's so mad at her that she just, she can't even, like, poke him. He kind of, like, at the end, he just you shuts see that down. he realizes that she just stole all of his toast. And he's like, He just Ugh. sort of, like, tosses the He's just plate. sort of, yeah, frustrated. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he's, like, drinking alone in his office because he's real sad. Yeah, it's and kind of alarming because he's like dressed down Hugh Major for drinking on duty mm-hmm. and all that. And he's the type who 
it's a very, for him, there would be a very thin line between drinking off duty in your office and drinking on duty, I think. Yeah. That he wouldn't even keep alcohol in there. Right. But the fact that he's emptied a bottle. Yep. Yeah. Not a good day. And he's looking disheveled. Like he his, looks, his, yeah. His bro cream has failed at that point. Like, yeah, his, he's kind of flushed and sweaty looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten, it's gotten bad. And it's just really sad to see him this way. Jack then, doesn't normally fall apart. Mm-mm. And then she breezes into to the office and sees the empty bottle and everything. And I think she's starting to put it together, maybe how badly he's taken this scare. Yeah. But she still is misfiring with her conversation. You can't just poke him. He's right. past, he's down at this point. You can't poke the bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then he does say like, you take reckless, what is it? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Ba- basically, you act recklessly. And yeah. she says, that is an opinion, not, not a, a fact. fact. Yeah. And I really like that. It doesn't yeah. really... Our but attention... she just doesn't accept it. She's... Right. Yeah. She's like, no, that's your opinion. That is not fact. You don't know the reasoning behind the yeah. decisions I've made. And I mean, sometimes maybe she is just being reckless. But there are also but it's decisions... Nice it's not defensive. It's just... She's very right. actually quite rational about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. She's defensive at the end. Yes. But she's not here. I wasn't very excited to watch this one again because of that. And I got to say, I don't have anything else. Oh, except Bodicea and her (gasps) chariot. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bodicea or Budisa, Budika, I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. She was a Celtic queen who led a failed uprising against the Roman Empire in AD 60 or 61. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay. So, I don't know if she was actually in a chariot, but I can't imagine really riding a chariot across those peaty, heathery moors, but yeah. Wide tires, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that is the reference. Okay. I love the race at the end. I really do. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the race. Yeah. And I love that car that looks like a rocket ship that has oh. like the pickle back end <laughs> there. I don't know. I don't know my car terms, but... Pickleback, I think Pickleback. That, that's oh, what it's called. Oh, is that a band? <laughs> Nickelback. A terrible, terrible, <laughs> awful, hideous band. Yeah. Pickleback. Pickleback. Um, it could, I love it could be your bit. band. Oh, There's no. another one oh. for your list. It's too close. Uh, mm. Just get PTSD on that one. <laughs> um, I love that race. Tell I me love, why. Well, I love the bit about the switching the lady drivers, like mm. all these women in white jumpsuits. Well, we like, are interchangeable, so. It's true. We are all the same. And yes. of course, it's like every single mystery or sh- or movie or whatever where there's a woman in drag. That's always my beef. Mm. That's another beef I have is, <laughs> you know, there's two, count them, two Brother Cadfail mysteries with women in drag and nobody notices. Come on. <laughs> Stick a wig and a beard on that lady and no one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Like Dot and Millie have completely different hair. Yeah. They, they look... have pretty much the same build, which mm-hmm. works, but they're that's where it ends. Yeah. No, I mean it's pretty clear that and, oh yeah, but all the women are the same, so we're not gonna notice. And oh wait, there's another lady over here and accessories are very important. Yeah. They totally make it yeah. work. But But I love the bit where you actually get to see them driving and I love how Franny just sabotages the race <laughs> that cracks me up and then she's like oops i'm a lady driving you're right i can't do it oh oh How, pish posh so i just 
it doesn't seem like that actually would have worked. That's true. They, they would have disqualified somebody for something. I don't know. It just wouldn't have true. worked. It's true. Also, okay. I thought these races were like all day events. They do one lap. That's true. That is the full extent of this giant race that everybody has been working towards. And so it was, I don't know. I Things was, were more, were simpler then. <laughs> I don't I know. A one lap. So I was preparing myself for like, okay, this is like an all day event, you know? No, no, it's one lap. And uh, yeah, it was kind of underwhelming. Um, also, they had to use a lot of different camera angles and filters to make those cars look like they were moving faster than That's like true. 10 miles an hour. That's and I true. don't even know. They might have been going 10. But it was very, That's very true. slow moving cars. Maybe I just think it's quaint I, I am very yeah. glad to hear that you liked it because it, it is a, it's a peeve One of, of your peeves. It was, but I think it's been reduced to a peeve. Yeah. It's... Beave to peeve demotion. <laughs> yeah. We have a beave to peeve demotion here, folks. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It was just, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know enough about, I mean, I think those early cars, I mean, by the 20s, yeah, they probably could have, they, pr- they probably could have clocked 80 miles an hour on those things, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, the double carburetor or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> Which became an escapee. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, yeah yeah i mean yeah so they they could have gone faster than the, I, i'm guessing it's probably because they had these vintage cars and sure, they can't screw sure. with mean, the vintage cars yeah. like yeah logistically like actually the filming of this yeah. you would have to either yeah you'd have to employ a lot of techniques to make it look like an all-day race or, yeah i don't know but yeah the camera angles are really funny that's true if it's more than one lap friny sabotaging in that puddle is not going to hold up because Mm -hmm. she's going to hold up Millie as well when she comes back around. So I don't know. I think there needed to be more tension. There just was zero. Like everything was Well, it's sort of like we hate each other and this is huge rivalry and then we're okay. Oh, well, Well, I guess we can't race today. (laughs) Yeah. It is Like everything was on this race. You're crushing my dreams, Mary. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just found the race very underwhelming. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, and actually sabotaging each other over this when it's really this jolly, it's like a penny-farthing bicycle race. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I felt like it would have been a huge offense, not just like a oopsie, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the race kind of drove me crazy. I do like the comeuppance of Sergeant Pepper, or Dr. Pepper, if you will. Um, (laughs) When he's at the police statement, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to lodge a complaint. (laughs) And then she's like, okay, or how about, here's your illegitimate daughter. Why don't you make her a member? And his his gobsmacked reaction is pretty good there. It is. That would be uh, quite a moment, though, if you were going to the police station to lodge a complaint. Turned out you had a child. I can't imagine him actually letting her be the mascot of the... I mean, I... I can see him being like, you're no kid of mine or whatever or not. You know, he's enough of a bastard. Mm-hmm. My girl. Ugh. Gross. Skis bucket. So gross. Yeah. That guy's super gross. He is. Um, oh, one last thing that I have in my notes here. That Wilkins garage sign is gorgeous. Mm, the lettering yes. on that sign. All the signage in mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. And that's basically that's all it. I have written down. We have okay. gone through everything. Yeah, I don't have all that much either. I mean, we could talk about the end, the pseudo breakup, where Jack gives her up because he doesn't want to change her. I can't quit you. 
<laughs> yes. Sorry. But he does Lally's try. He tries to quit her. Mountain references yeah. where they're totally inappropriate. <laughs> well, it kind of works. He wants to quit her, but but he can't. He can't. He just can't. <laughs> As we find out later. Yes. But it is a very sad scene there at the end. Yeah. He plays that very nicely. He does. I, he is. The acting. I mean, you know, she tends to get all the accolades because she's so well known and she is a fantastic actor. But I mean, she deserves those. Yeah. But, yeah. But I feel like he needs a shout out too because yes. he really, he is the master of subtlety. You know, know. she is fun and flirty and over and mm-hmm. she, she's got this great range, but he, he's got that range too, but it's all in here. It's all in this right. little subtle you know, shades of gray. little window yeah. to play with. Yeah. yeah. And he, he really it's uses it It's well. beautifully done. It's always beautifully done. Yeah. He's just like, he has a little imperceptible nod, like to it's, acknowledge he's yeah. heard her, but he's got to keep moving forward with it. Like yeah. it's, it is, it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. And so sad. What else you got? I don't have a lot. I really don't. Well, we blathered on a lot with the last episode, so maybe this will make up for it a bit. I, you know, and I really, I don't even know about a toast. I don't know. Maybe it's something about women being all the same. (laughs) I don't know. Two women who break the mold. Sure. I don't know. Oh, and also those driving gloves. My dad had Mm. golf gloves that looked a lot like those driving gloves. Really? Yeah. I, there is one scene, I think it's in this episode where her gloves are placed on Jack's desk and she has come to be in on the interview. And I don't know, I noticed that the gloves are placed one on top of the other Hmm. at this very nice angle to where she is standing. That is just Hmm. a tiny little observation because I truly have nothing else to talk about at this point. Okay. I think we got to wrap this up. Okay. All right. Well, well, since you and I are, even though our voices sometimes sound interchangeable, (laughs) we are not interchangeable. So here's to all of those different gals out there and who you have to break the mold because we don't all fit. That's right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) 